wow, do we have something to tech about, where every episode focuses on ways students create digital evidence of active learning. As a Google for Education district, students and educators alike have free, unlimited access to apps that support creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, all elements of 21st century active learning. We are Google for Education certified trainers, Drew and Angie with Something Something to to Tech About. How often do we hear the sighs from students as soon as math is mentioned? It's not uncommon for students to disengage from math instructions, and the reasons are many. They just don't get it, they don't understand the why for their learning, or maybe they are inundated with worksheets. Whatever the case, it's important that we change strategies often to engage students and promote their learning with the understanding of math. And this is where technology opens up many possibilities. In today's episode, we will focus on technology resources for the use in the math classroom. Look forward to extensions, add-ons, and website, the question feature in Google Classroom and Google Forms. 21st Century Skills, the four C's, critical thinking, communication, creativity, and collaboration are universal skills that will serve students well in any career choice. Technology can help teachers design engaging lessons that incorporate the four C's, and technology gets students to put those skills to practice. So Angie, I know a lot of times when I'm presenting to teachers, in their classrooms or in um, professional development, they always ask, what is there for math? Math (laughs) seems to be one of those subject areas that um, people have difficulties finding ways for integrating technology into their math lessons. So that's why we're kind of focusing on some extension add-ons websites um, today. And we have to keep in mind that not all created equally. So can you tell us some things that we should consider when we're looking at these types of resources? Sure, because there's lots of resources to choose from. Um, One thing you should think about is how do they actually enhance the learning process for students? Is it really going to make the situation better or is it going to make it more complicated? Um, That's a, a real big thing to think about. How does it promote learning of math concepts? thinking about ways to maybe make something more visual or more interactive, um, maybe more real world, not just an equation, but something, you know, a little more concrete. I think one thing teachers are looking for always is ease of workflow. Yeah, big one, big one. (laughs) How can I do this in a reasonable amount of time and then have that time be beneficial for the students as well? So that back and forth between kids and teachers, like turning assignments in or even developing um, some work on a Google Doc, for example. And then I think the last one would be just how they promote the four C's in instruction. Because we've talked a lot about the four C's in writing, creativity, collaboration, communication, and come on. Critical thinking. Critical thinking, which really goes with math, right? (laughs) So we've promoted those a lot with the writing classroom, but then how can all those fit in with the math classroom and then do the add-ons and extensions Um, promote that and help support that. Agree. So what we've done here today for today's episodes is we've gathered some resources. Some are add-ons, some are 
extensions and we're going to practice something different today i know a lot of times when we go to conferences we go to a session that there's rapid fire and the presenter just rapid fires you know 30 resources and all we don't have that many but we do have a um a few that we want to make sure we mention and um knowing that you can always go to our show notes to access more information about these we thought this might be a good way to present some of the resources we have for integrating technology and math all right angie who's going to start you want me to go you want how do you want to work this go I'll, I'll start okay all right because i happen to share this one with um, some middle school math teachers this is called equatio it's a chrome extension and it helps teachers and students insert uh, mathematical symbols and expressions that aren't necessarily available on the keyboard you could dictate mathematical formulas out loud and equatio will automatically convert those into expressions right in the google doc so in terms of incorporating writing and math equatio is your friend What's another one? Oh, (laughs) let's go. I'm moving on. GeoGebra. This is an interactive website um, and also a Chrome app. This allows for kids to manipulate um, graphing. They they draw. They transform graphs and more. Um, Easy to use. And this can contribute to critical thinking, creativity, just depending on what they're being asked to do. I've seen that one being used in a middle school math classroom as well. Kids and students really love that. Kids and students and teachers. <laughs> All right, our next one is called Pattern Shapes. This is a Chrome app. These are virtual block patterns, um, and it's easy to manipulate and investigate symmetry, patterns, angles, fractions, like anywhere where you might have used um, shapes to then, I don't know, you could do tangrams, you could do all sorts of different things with patterning using pattern shapes. Right, and that's a good one for um, your younger students as well as your older ones um, because of the interactivity. Right, your teacher could use it even on a projector for everyone to see at once or it could be done in small groups just depending on what's happening in the world of education that week. Okay, our next one is Number Rack. It's also known as Wreck and Rec. I had never heard about this until our district started working with Eureka Math. And um, this is basically a rack with different colored... Um, Beads? Beads, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is an app found in the Chrome Web Store. It creates a virtual learning space for students to explore the grouping possibilities as well as a variety of addition and subtraction strategies. Um, This would be a great use of small group rotations, putting this into small groups for Eureka Math. Very good with your younger students as well and it's free <laughs> a yes. physical wreck and wreck is rather pricey i'm not going to attempt to quote the price but this would be a way to get a free wreck and wreck in your classroom all right our next one is called open middle this is a website and it offers problems with a beginning and an answer but the middle is wide open for students to go ahead and figure out the problem from a different perspective right you can solve the problem many different ways so that's um, really targeting a higher depth of knowledge and um, really promotes those critical thinking skills so we'd love for you to take some time to explore some of these resources in our show notes on something to tech about.com and we'd really be interested in having you share how you've used any of those resources in the comments because we want something to tech about.
the Savannah Morning News, and your school. Newspapers in Education, or NIE, provides teachers with newspaper e-editions and useful, interesting, and innovative curriculum to enhance learning and help students meet the challenges of the future. Teachers receive newspaper e-editions and curriculum at no cost to them, thanks to the support of the community and local business sponsors. Visit nieonline.com forward slash Savannah. So if you are not a user of Google Classroom, you're missing out on some simple but effective ways for monitoring student learning and understanding. No, Google Classroom Alert will not do this for you, but you can uh, what you add to it and create in that classroom will. Angie, we're going to talk about the Google Classroom question feature. It's one of my favorites, actually, so I'm excited. So what do you have... <laughs> Um, to offer on that topic? Well, it's so versatile. Um, it's not just we have to ask a question and get an answer. I mean, obviously, that's the, the use. But using a little bit of creativity, you could use it for a variety of reasons. Um, we've had some teachers use the question feature as an exit ticket. Mm-hmm. So before you leave the class today, I need you to answer this question. That's your out-the-door activity. Sometimes we've had teachers use it for a quick formal assessment. Um, you can give a multiple choice or a poll to your students and really kind of get a feel for what they understand in a short amount of time. It wouldn't have to be like this long 15 to 20 question kind of quiz, mm-hmm. but one question can really give teachers a pretty good glimpse of what's happening in their students' understanding level. That's true. And one of the features I like about the class, um, the question feature within Google Classroom is that if you're going through a lesson and some question comes to mind and you want to do a quick one, it, it's not that difficult to create that question. Right you on just, the fly. Yeah. yeah, you go to the Create button in Google Classroom, you select Question, um, you type in your question, and then you can assign it to your students. And they see it immediately if exactly. they're logged in. So. Um, some other ways that the question feature may be used is, so let's say the students are studying, I don't know, let's just say Civil War. Okay. And the teacher has asked them to do some research or go and find images or go and find um first person, you know, um, what is that word I'm looking for? First person kind of accounts. The question in the classroom could be what resources, what's one resource you'd like to share? So they would post that resource, whether it's a link or an image or, you know, upload a file, video. And if you open it up so students can reply to each other within that question, other students can see the all the resources and possibly use them for their for their own research. Mm -hmm. I like that feature in Google Classroom question where teachers can allow students to reply to one another. They can also turn on a little feature that allows students to view other student responses. And there's a time that that might be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. And um, I used it with teachers once. And it was really powerful because the, the student must respond in some way before they get to actually read everybody's mm-hmm. answers. So it, it's good practice with even having students take risks with their ideas and um, giving them an opportunity to 
to participate. They don't just get to sit in the background and just watch everybody else. Very good. And then once that's done, it kind of opens the lines for communication. Yes. That one of those four C's. So our students get used to not only maybe looking at um, other responses, but possibly um, responding to others. So carrying on a conversation within that Google Classroom. And that, if you don't mind me chiming no. in there, is I think about um, digital literacy and, you know, people are calling it digital citizenship as well. And just giving students that opportunity to appropriately comment in an online forum in this classroom environment is really good practice for, you know, making some of those decisions when they get out in the real world Mm -hmm. in terms of social media and things like that. So, right. Now, I know we referred to workflow in um, when we were talking about extensions and apps, Mm -hmm. but there's a feature here that can actually help with the teacher workflow. And that is when the students are responding, the the teacher can see the response in real time and actually begin um, responding to their answers or um, responses in real time. So she doesn't have to wait till they're all finished or doesn't have to wait till they're turned in. But as they are writing, teachers can respond. Right. I see in my head, I'm picturing a teacher walking around the room with a a mobile device of some sort, whether it's a Chromebook or a a laptop or even an iPad or something, and being able to um, break the chains of the desk, you know, Mm -hmm. and being able to facilitate around the classroom and reply um, throughout throughout the lesson. Yeah, agreed. So visit our show notes for more ideas at www.somethingtotechabout. And if you currently use the question feature in Google Classroom, reach out to us, share your experience with us, and give us something to tech about. Share your success. Reach out to us with questions or success stories at somethingtotechabout at gmail.com. We look forward to your messages and could even include your ideas questions and successes in future shows. So Drew, Google Forms is a great tool for gathering information. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Whether from large sets of individuals or just organizing some information in a way that's easy to view. Um, we can use Google Forms for math in terms of using them for quizzes, but um, what if we thought outside the box a little bit and discussed some ways Google Forms can impact learning in classrooms? What do you think? I like that idea. And Google Forms lends itself to that. Um, It's very adaptive to whatever you would like it to be. For example, you can add an image for a question. And if we're talking about math, it could be an image on shapes for the littles, or it could be, you know, patterns or something, I don't know, calculus wise. But if you insert an image for a question and Mm -hmm. then allow the students to respond either, um, short answer or maybe go more in depth about how asking them how or why is it like this and opening it up into a paragraph style question so that's one way it can um, definitely be used in the math classroom I like that a lot and I think that um, this would be a good point to say in terms of how to get that image there's so many ways to get images from existing curriculum that you might be using in your classroom that might not be Google Forms ready but just to use the snipping tool that's available on most PCs and depending on what kind of hardware you have, you could easily just take a little screenshot and add that in. Oh, yeah. That's a good tip right there. 
I do like that it is very student-friendly. Students can use Google Forms also to create their own projects or quizzes. So if if they're studying probability, possibly, or I don't know, I'm not the math guru. I know, but it's fun for them to make their own surveys and go along and ask the interview people, ask the questions, fill out the form as they go, and then analyze that. Exactly. And then, you know, have the graphs and tables, and they can ask questions about their results. So they can have the whole a whole an entire lesson right there created by them. Absolutely. And I love how you've mentioned the quiz part. So if I'm a teacher using this kind of idea and I want the students to actually go through and create the questions for the quiz. Mm-hmm. Well, now they've got to know the concept so that they can ask an intelligent question about the topic and then be able to come up with the answers as well. So yeah. it's really deepening their learning by them coming up with that. Very much so. Another great way to use Google Forms, let's say the students either um, studied something very complex in the classroom or have something at uh, for homework, mm-hmm. an assignment, they could fill out a Google form and maybe list things that they had difficulty with or things that they didn't understand. And as soon as they submit that, the teacher has instant access to plan for the next day. So if Drew did not understand how to, you know, solve the equation, I could put that in there and the teacher can actually take my response and use that to help plan for my individual lesson or small group lesson for the next day or further into the week as well. I like that. I like that a lot. And as you were speaking about this idea, I was thinking, you know, what we haven't mentioned is using um, a video in a Google form. So if a teacher wanted students to have access to either a video he or she created, they could insert that into the Google form. Students could answer questions based on the video and the teacher could get some really good results from yeah, that I as had well. forgotten about the video. That could be very powerful. Okay, we're going to kind of switch it up to kind of gamify it. Yeah, because I like the you games. can create a scavenger hunt um, to introduce a math topic or to review a math topic. The teacher can create these. And so basically or you're... Or the students. Or the students, <laughs> yes. Um, you create different sections with links to the information that the students are going to need in order to complete the scavenger hunt. Um, So it kind of gamifies it to maybe increase the uh, interest as well as still impact the learning. Absolutely. And there are certain um, levels of students who maybe need a little bit more gamifying or a little bit more um, excitement about math. Mm -hmm. Um, I like using forms for that because in the, what's it called? The, it's not the comment, the confirmation link. Yes. In the confirmation part of the form, the teacher can put an additional piece of information there, click here to do the next part of the scavenger hunt, and then it just keeps linking it together. Now, kind of on the same thoughts of Mm -hmm. a scavenger hunt, we can do it if then. Okay. And basically... I've not done one of these before, so... So it's kind of like (laughs) an adventure, you know? So if the... It kind of depends on, well, the building of it, you're creating different sections. Okay. And then when the students go to complete the form, depending on what their answer is, so let's say is the, is the answer two or four, if they choose two, it will take them to one particular p- another part in the form to either continue or say, whoops, that's not quite right, go back and review. So it's, oh. yeah. So it kind of leads the students on a journey okay um depending on what they answer and see i've done that in google slides but not in google forms Mm. so that's an interesting way because then the teacher actually gets the results exactly nice organized results 
Have a comment? Well, you've listened to the podcast. Now visit our corresponding show notes on our website, www.somethingtotechabout.com, and leave your comments, questions, or aha moments. Okay, so we hope you have heard some ways for integrating technology into your daily math lessons. We would love to hear how you have integrated technology, so be sure to visit www.somethingtotechabout.com and give us something to tech about. <laughs>